Welcome. You're listening to Amateur Hour, a podcast about professional sports by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Chris. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. All right. So, welcome everybody to the podcast. Uh, today, we're going to get started with Treyas. He's going to be sharing uh, a weekly high, and I am going to be covering a weekly low. Treyas, take it away. The weekly highs. So I wanted to start with uh, a personal high and move on to a sports high. So for my personal high, um, I did finally find work. So I will be starting in my new job uh, on Monday, January 4th. So uh, that'll be exciting. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, everything starts smooth sailing from the beginning and we can kind of get this rolling along with the podcast. But uh, I'm really excited about that. And then... For a sports high, um, I want to talk about the performance that uh, I know if I'm, a, if I'm a little biased, I'm sorry, but uh, Jalen Brown had versus the Grizzlies. Um, 42 points on 15 oh. for 21 field goal, uh, on 15 for 21 from the field, uh, oh. seven threes out of 10. And oh. uh, he had four assists and five rebounds and the steal all in three quarters. Um, I know it's the Grizzlies and. Uh, <laughs> they are basically a G League team right now, if not maybe uh, an eighth grade middle school team. But um, <laughs> but uh, hey, you gotta you gotta you know get the stats where you can, right? He's I think I saw the stat that before today he was leading the NBA in total points. Um, so that performance really boosted him up. So that's my uh, weekly highs for the day. Wow, thank you, Jalen Buckets. That yeah, I I yeah. You bring up a good point though about how the Grizzlies are. Really not good without John Morant and without Triple J. And right. I, like, like Ja Ja brings so much energy to that team. It's it's fun to watch when he's there, but when he's not, you're like, Jesus, Brandon Clark yeah, that, really that good. That injury did not look good. That injury, like I thought it was it like I feel like with ankle injuries, it's that way where it looks worse than it actually is. So yeah. he's only out three um, to five. It just weeks looked awful. There. Yeah. yeah, it was. I'm glad it was only a grade two. Like, if it was a grade three, that's like getting to the like the area of like ligament damage. Oh. This is more of like a really like a mid tier sprain. So, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, if it was grade three, like it would be close. It'd be getting into like territory of like almost surgery type stuff. So that would have been really really bad. Yeah, Jesus. I I. It's no Sean Livingston, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But ACL. Oh hate, man, yeah, yeah. You yeah, hate yeah. to see it. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the highs. And now on to the lows. <laughs> the lows. So the lows of this week is every single team that did not make the NFL playoffs. And I'm looking at you, Jacksonville, and I'm looking at you, the New England Patriots. Rest in peace. For those of you who don't know, me and Treyas are both from the New England area. So growing up with Boston sports and, you know, the New England Patriots and the Bruins and the Celtics and the Sox, uh, it just hurts to see you going from a dynasty to absolute garbage. But here we are. So congratulations to everybody. Uh, Jacksonville, I hope you get Trevor Lawrence and everybody else. Woo! <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. And for uh, my personal low is I'm just so sad that 2020 is over. You know, it was just such a great year full of so many, 
Uh, Psych, that's the wrong <laughs> number. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even say that. Um, can't say it with a straight face. No, because 2020 was hot garbage. Uh, garbage. It was not fun. All right. So the meat and potatoes of today, we're going to get right into it, is the uh, what the interest, the our professional our professional opinions on what we think the NBA power rankings are going to be for the end of the regular season. Now, yeah, my this, non my non professional professional opinion. It's <laughs> no, it's professional again from two people who have never played professional sports. <laughs> yeah. um, when was the last time you played like an organized sport? Oh, an organized. <laughs> Um, ninth grade, so freshman year. So that's what seven, eight. No, that's it's getting on. It's getting on that's nine years nine. from now, right? Right? Wow, dude, how old am I? Uh, yeah, it's almost like nine years. Yeah, damn. I'm twenty three. So four. So like freshman is like fourteen, right? You're yeah. Like four, right? Yeah, you're fourteen. Yeah. When you, yeah, fourteen, fifteen. Nine years. Wow. Holy crap. That's a long that's a long time. I think for me yeah. it was senior year. So Oh yeah. It's, it's like five yeah, five years. Five years, yeah. You're old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh I feel like I move too fast and my back like starts to like Yeah, flare. my neck Jesus. my neck and my back. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So <laughs> so these um <laughs> hopefully we can spark some controversy with our takes. Um if you're a Lakers or a Bucks fan, this is going to greatly benefit you. So uh, that's great. If you're yeah, sure. anybody else, please, we welcome the disagreement. Uh, Shreyas, what do you want to start with? Uh, I, uh, I want to run through the East because I think the West has a lot of the, the meat and potatoes that you're talking about. I think the East is a little bit better, but I think it's a little bit more formed on the front end where we can, we can kind of run through it a little bit. Yeah. So let's start with the East. I don't know if you wanted to go first. That sounds okay. All right. The meat and potatoes. All right. So I'm going to be going right into the East. Um, and I have number one, Bucks. Number two, oh, for Nets. sure. Number three, Pacers. I think the Pacers look very good this year. They are playing like a well oiled, solid offense, great defense, good hustle, good movement, good chemistry. They just, I, to me, they look good. And I really didn't know who else to put in the third, uh, third seat besides them uh it could just be their hot start right now that's you know got me a little bit uh over optimistic for them after that i have the heat 76ers celtics at number six because and honestly even that i think is generous um magic at number eight and or no excuse me magic at number seven and the hawks at number eight shreyas do you have any thoughts yeah so um kind of running kind of running through that for me i got same bucks and then nets and then the third, I did this last year with my rankings. Um, I put the 76ers at third, and it didn't work out for me. But I think this year, <laughs> but I, I think this year, it, it, it just looks better for them with, like, in terms of prospects with Dunk Rivers. And then there's, there's no Al Horford, takes the gluttony of forwards out, forward centers oh, out. Um, I think Josh Richardson leaving hurts them a little bit, but I think it also spaces the floor better for Tobias Harris. So I'm assuming if he can take a step up that um, he'll do a little better. Then I got the Celtics at four. Um, and the reason I have them so high is because I think everyone else is uh, not going to do as well. And I think it's just more of like a war of attrition rather than 
um, the Celtics playing up to their full capacity. And then I got, really? yeah, so then I got the Pacers at five, the Raptors at six, the Heat at seven, and then the Hawks at eight. Um, I think the only thing about my part, the end of my list that I'm really, really uh, nervous about, I guess, not happening is um, the Raptors being out of the playoffs and then the Heat um, obviously could go higher. I think I think the Heat, their, their ceiling is like a four. Um, but I think... Yeah. I think my only reason for putting them kind of low is um, potentially having a, a lull coming out of um, like such a heartbreaking ending to their season. Um, and then also Jimmy Butler, you know, maybe on and off just kind of, I feel like that ankle might, might um, give him some issues throughout, throughout the season. Yeah. So I think, yeah. So I think, uh, I think that he could go, like six but i i put the raptors up i think they're not as bad as they they could they are right now and i'm, they, I'm not gonna they pump look, the brakes on them right start now. the season so we're, we're recording this episode on uh the first of the new year and the raptors are i think one and four uh um, yeah and they just they, yeah, but they're they not that bad game. yeah but they don't look great i was surprised that they oh, yeah. are one and four i don't have them in the playoffs maybe i'm on crack because i put the magic at seven and the hawks at eight I think the Hawks mm-hmm. made a lot of great acquisitions. Um, I, you know, what? I, I think I'm gonna make. I think while I'm talking, I'm gonna make a change because I feel like I have uh, I control like over my list better than everybody thinks they are. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a, I think I, I think I'm a, I think I'm gonna make a change, and I think I'm gonna put the Heat at five, the Pacers at six, and then um, the Raptors at seven. I think that that sounds a little bit better for me, just because I think obviously the Heat, they're just loaded on the bench, um, Drakic and um, Olenek, and just like good good yeah. shooters coming off the bench. Robinson yeah. plays with the second unit. Hero can play with the second unit. Bucket, um, just good players coming off the bench. Yeah, and I think the Pacers are a little bit lower, just because I. They're solid, but this TJ Warren injury, I don't know if you heard about it. Um, yeah, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, yep. you're right. Yeah, that, that's, that's gonna I actually really hurt. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, I actually forgot yeah. about that. All right, you yeah, know what? So, so if that's the case, I'm moving Pacers. I'm, I'm gonna move Pacers from three to five, and I'm moving Heat to three and 76 mm-hmm. from four. Okay, I like that. I like that. I think, I think if you're if you're Celtics saying he can play up to Celtics huh? stay at six, I Celtics stay at six. You, one of the biggest things for yeah, me, yeah, yeah, talk about that. Talk about that. All right, all right. One of the biggest things for me in watching their first couple of games in the preseason, and, and you know, you're going to get everybody that says, Oh, well, it's just an early season game. And now it's just a preseason. And da, 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 da. We don't play like we are a championship team at all. We mm-hmm. play like we are an eighth seed at best. Our offense is stale, stagnant, and we go to ISO moves. So many times, it's not even funny. The amount of yeah. shots that you just see, they, Brad Steve, I don't know if he's calling this play. I don't know if it's just how their offense is running. I can't imagine that it is. Um, but when I just watch Jalen Brown, who is such a skilled player, again, put up 45 points the other night, he go to ISO. Like The only person that could be successful with doing that is like, th- there's probably like three. It's Steph, Harden, and Kyrie, who I would just put on an island as a go-to play. Uh, I'd put Katie, I'd put Katie on that list. I put Katie out there too. Maybe yeah. even LeBron. Just like the best players. 
Jalen Brown, yeah. no disrespect to him, is not that guy, nor is Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's not shot yet. selection not yet. has been yeah. garbage this season. Um, I think his playmaking is really subpar, and he needs to step up. And it's just tough to see when we make a lot of like new acquisitions and assets, seeing different rookies not get time, with the exception of Pritchard, because he looks awesome. Um, but I was really excited for Naismith, and he, at best, gets scrub time. Um, and I think it just comes down to poor play calling and lack of movement in our offense. And also lack of yeah. heart. We don't look like we want to win. It's tough at the end of the game. I don't know if you saw the the first Pacers game and that yeah, two game series. That's up. yeah, not not really not really what I was looking for from Tatum in that game. Um, just from a standpoint, I think he I think he even said it too that the play that they had or Brad had wasn't the shot that he was supposed to take or wasn't the shot that he actually took um, in that game. <laughs> Um, and he, he was like, not I, expecting I, that shit to bang I said it, I said it after I said it too. I was saying, I was like, once he made that shot and it banged, I was like, there it goes. That's like his confidence is that ego is going to call like, it's just ego. go straight up. And, and like Tatum, Tatum would rather take like this just terrible turnaround jumper or just try to like float it in over a much taller defender, even when he doesn't have like the airtime or whatever, rather than pass up a shot. Like he, it's the sidestep three. The sidestep three has become like the new step back. Yeah. And like everyone's doing the sidestep three, but not everyone like it's just not a great shot. Like that's a that's a heat check shot. That's not like a, a heat check shot. I'm gonna no. try to win this win this game shot. Like it's just not how it works. No, so that's you not, gotta drive. I would it. rather have Yeah, I, I agree. I I mean I feel like throughout basketball history, everybody preaches when you're down, it's like get to the line get inside right because if you throw yourself even if your reps are pretty garbage if you throw yourself in there you know legally without you know committing an offensive foul your odds of you know making a basket or you know drawing some contact i think are a lot better than trying to jack up a shot um and the celtics aren't a flopping team you know sometimes you see people jack up a shot and they'll fall i'm looking at you jay crowder and you can get like three points off of a missed three but that doesn't work all the time. And again, I'd rather have you go inside, try to get the foul, just put it on the floor. Like, my God. Yeah. Well, and that shot that he took against the Pacers, I think the um, LTM report, the last two minutes report, said that he kicked his leg out and they sh- that an offensive foul should have been called on him. So regardless oh, so even of... Yeah. Even so better. Regar- yeah, so regardless of whether the shot would have gone in or not, um, there would have been that kind of hindsight thing where it would have been like, hey, not only was it a bad shot, but you also should have been called for the foul, and that shot shouldn't have even counted. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, so those types of shots, just like when you just kind of throw everything out there and just see, see what sticks, um, not, not my favorite. I'm hoping that when Kemba comes back and becomes the primary ball handler, that... Um, it opens a little bit up and Tatum can get a, a better shot. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I don't like him running down the clock starting from like 10 seconds and then waiting for a shot at three seconds. But if Kemba can hold on to it for four seconds, find a better shot for him and he's coming around the screen or something. Right. Um, just right. seems like a better play. So right. if you want to, if you want to run the Mike D'Antoni ISO seven seconds offense, you need to score in the first seven seconds. If you can't right. score, you need to move the ball and you need to, again, try to get inside or find a better look. 
Um, yeah. There was a couple plays, too, where I, I see Tatum, like, they'll be swinging the ball to find the open man. It'll get to him. He just needs to make one more pass. I saw, like, Jeff Teague sitting on the wing wide open, and instead he literally, like, looked at Jeff Teague and took a sidestep through it. And you're like, why? <sighs> why would you take the shot? You have an open teammate. That's just me. It gets stuck, I feel yeah. myself getting a little heated. Just thinking. No, I don't, I don't like that it's getting stuck, too, because all these rumors about um, Harden coming to the Celtics, and that's a guy that the ball sticks to him. Like, <laughs> like as, many, as many times as you see him have, like, 10, 13, 14 assist games. No, like, it's like he's, considering he has there's the ball. Like, yeah, considering there's, like, close to 100 possessions per game, like, most of the possessions are going to be the ones where the ball sticks to him. He takes a, a step back three or a sidestep three, um, or he drives, and that's why he gets to the line so much. So if it's happening where he like he comes to a team like this, and now you got two people that want the ball to stick to them, like I just like it scares me. Even though I love the talent, it scares me. So that's why I'm like, if it's if it's happening right now without Harden and it's just Tatum, um, it just it, the signs don't deem well for if they yeah. try to make a trade like that. Well, but here's the thing. If we want to run, if Brad Stevens wants to run those ISO plays where you just put somebody out on a freaking island and you just kind of say, hey, do you think? I would rather have James Harden, who is, I would say, one of the most just like flat out skilled NBA players. I'd rather have him making his moves and taking those shots than put it on Jalen Brown, who is a great just scorer and team player, uh, or Jason Tatum, who makes bad decisions and takes bad shots. For sure, for sure, yeah. And that's the, I guess that's the trade-off that Danny has to think about if the opportunity presented itself. So, However, yeah, um, I, but I agree with you. I, I don't think that we should be resorting to plays where you just have people running ISO and the ball is just getting stuck. Yeah, because if that's a culture you're setting, then it's going to be tough because Brad isn't really a culture changer. You know what I mean? Like, if he can't, Brad's, like, I don't, yeah. I don't see him, come like, Harden coming in and automatically, like, Brad is, like, you know, doing the space space type like like keeping keeping everything spaced out and like like i don't see him changing because it's just he he he's not the best at like you know ego management so i think he's not the best if the yeah yeah yeah. so if the um if it's not if it's not working well without him i just don't see it like like it's got to work right now for us to have any like hope that like it might work with someone like Harden because it can it's gonna only it's going to only, you know, go down from here in terms of the egos on the team if, if, uh, if he yep. shows up. Yep. Pre, pre, yeah. Yep. One more time for yeah. people in the back. All right. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a tangent for the Celtics. However, I think some things need to be said. So that's kind of my thoughts. I just, yeah. I, I just think, my, sorry, my closing thought is that the Celtics for too long have settled for being painfully mediocre. And it is time when you see yeah. other teams around the league making huge moves completely yeah. retained in the roster and some <clears throat> phoenix suns uh having mm. huge results uh or even just the nets my god who were the nets three four years ago now yeah. look at them um in even acquiring steve nash as your head coach huge change but wow um because i didn't think kenny atkinson was that bad um Mm-mm. but that whole just like change of roster change of attitude i think that's great so it's just tough to watch the celtics stay the same continue to draft the same, not fix some pretty legitimate problems, um, and just sort of like rely on terrible shots to try to win games that we shouldn't have given up anyway. Right. 
Okay. Well, yeah, the Nets, the Nets definitely, the Nets definitely scare me. I think their composition being a, uh, a, a, like, well, I think there were six last year, um, and yes. they didn't have, yeah, um, and Kyrie didn't play as many games because of the shoulder, and then KD obviously with the ACL. Just the composition of that team being strong from the get go, and then now you add those two players, it just is, mm-hmm. it just seems organic that everyone is, you know, all on the same page um, from the get-go. And now it's just adding the KD component, knowing that Kyrie has played some games, at least for the Nets. So that team really yeah. scares me, um, as they, long as yeah. those two can stay healthy. They um, look awesome. They look awesome. Yeah. If you have Karis LeVert coming off of your bench when the team is healthy, um, that's scary. I think he's going to start now, mostly, because Dinwiddie's out. But um, it's just there's just too much talent on that team for it to fail. I think. Right. <laughs> Finger, right. I mean, you yeah. know, fingers crossed that it does fail for our for the Celtics' sake, but you never know. <laughs> let's move to the uh, West. Let's move on to the West. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to continue? Yeah, to... yeah, I can go for I can go first this time. Um so I got the Lakers, you know, um gotta gotta keep them at one until they, you know, show any sign of faltering, especially with LeBron playing at this age this mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. They look spicy they look mm. they look spicy mm. dennis schroeder mm. over rondo is probably the most underrated move for a playoff team um i've seen this year uh, that, well, that like he just fits very well yeah i mean they got they got trez too they got marcus all to replace yeah. they got trez to replace javel mcgee essentially they got marcus all to uh, replace dwight howard i mean you know marcus all can't throw down like dwight can but right but in terms of skill and experience and iq Oh man! Yeah, Montrez Montrez averaged nineteen and like seven last year, and now he's playing Wasn't on he the bench man? for the Lakers. Yeah, he was a six man of the year. Six man of the year. Yeah, he's six man of the year, and he averaged nineteen. The looking like the Boston Red Sox, they have they have talent, and they're like, ah, we're not gonna pay you. Oh, dude, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. They like, I don't know how off you have to be for Montrez to like leave for and Montrez go to the rival. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It, so I got Lakers at one. It's not like he went to like Houston or something, you know, another team that you're like kind of got beef with. No, he right. went to the Lakers. So the he war for LA is, I mean, you saw the Clippers got beat so bad when they didn't have Kawhi. They're one, yeah. like they're one thing that they have now. I mean, Luke Kennard, you know, cool player. Seems like a nice guy. Good player. Good player. They paid him a lot. <laughs> but he's they not going to. They paid him. They paid him. Four for 64. That's a lot. For, for that Luke receding Kennard hairline. On your bench. Man. <laughs> And then uh, uh, they played. They they paid Morris too. They paid Morris a lot. So I I just kind of don't understand yeah, why, the contracts. Why? Why? I don't understand the contracts. You could have had Harold if you had paid Harold a little more. They could. It's Mark. It's Markeith that's on the Clippers, right? Yeah. No, it's Market. It's Mar- It's Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Markeith yeah, was on. Is on the Lakers. Yeah, Marquise on the Lakers, but Marcus got four for sixty-four, too. I think so. Like it's just I don't know the the resource management didn't seem as clear for me for the Clippers. Um, yeah, beginnings will look like the New York to... Knicks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> ah, but, yes. uh, we'll talk about the Medi- Knicks, too. Mediocre power forwards. Turn they that got... up. <laughs> they got spin cycle Randall. Um, <laughs> eternal spin cycle. Hey, you know what? Um, he's okay. You know what? No, but he is a good, he's a good player. He's been balling. I like he's been balling. I, like I can't, I can't front. He's been, he's been like a near triple double every, every game right now. Um, All right. So you had, sorry, let's go back to your things. So you yeah, the Lakers. yeah. So I got, I got the Lakers. And then, I mean, regardless of the contract situation, I think the Clippers top end talent is going to be enough to put them at two. 
um, especially over, you know, other Western Conference teams that just can't compete with Paul George and Kawhi when they're at their best. Mm -hmm. Um, I got Nuggets at three. I think Jokic is a, I hope he gets more MVP votes than he normally does this year because he's been unbelievable to start the year. And um, that's uh, coming not as a, as an NBA fan, but also that I uh, picked him on my fantasy team. So I think, uh, oh. yeah, I think, oh. I think that, uh, I think that helps out a little well, bit. That's you know, a little something you know. in the back. Okay. All right. Yeah. That, uh, that, uh, um, you know, you know, it's hopefully it's a motivation for him now that I picked him, but, uh, I know, I know hey, he's not thinking it. about that. <laughs> I've never met you, man, but, uh, I need you to do great. Okay. Good talk. I got you, bro. Um, I got the Mavs at four. I think if they, he can tread water and stay in the five, six, seven range without Porzingis um, with Luca. I think adding Josh Richardson, I think adding, I think having Tim Hardaway still stay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think Dorian Finney-Smith and Kleber and those guys um, have really been playing better. Um, they've really taken a little bit of a step up uh, from last year. I think if those guys can keep them treading water when Porzingis comes back, um, I think they have enough firepower to uh to push to that four seed and make a late late season push. Mm, so I got them I at agree. four. Yep. Um I got the Rockets at five. Okay. And then the Rockets are just just those type of team that just having Harden keeps them in the middle. I think if they manage Wall correctly and he plays on the games he does like he did uh yesterday. Um he good. that was he that good. was a really good debut for him yesterday. Um, I'm very surprised that he came out the gate and played 37 minutes, which I am assuming now. Now that I'm saying, now I'm saying it out loud, they're not going to manage him very well. But if he's playing 37 minutes in his debut, hey John, um, uh, listen, I I know that it's been uh you know 16 months since uh you know you've played professional basketball, but we just kind of wanted to start you off uh, strong, and I think that's the best way. And uh, yeah, you'll be playing almost 40 minutes, um you know, and I hope that's okay. And uh, have fun. Okay, goodbye. Sincerely, Rockets management. Yeah, so I got them at five. I think I think with the other talent, as long as they can stay sane and you know Harden stays at the strip club and they don't all get COVID, um, I got them at five. Uh, okay. Six, I got the Suns. I think Chris Paul just elevates that team, um, just like he did with the Thunder last year. I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's had some struggles to start the season with shooting. Um, but Chris Paul can get hot in a second and he just needs to take the right amount of shots and he'll be good. And Devin Booker, great. Um, Aiden has been solid, but he's, he's, I think it's all banking on. He takes that step up at some point during the season, um, and becomes a better defensive presence. I think that's the one thing that he's lacking and he's, he's not the best guy. Um, when you're asking to block shots and, um, you know, play the passing lanes, he's just kind of a, a, a big body at the back end. So um, he's a great offensive player. He's just got to play better at defense. Mm-hmm. I got um, the Pelicans at seven. And um, I think the Zion factor is really going to help him. Oh, when... whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You put the, you put the, pel- you put the, you put the Pelicans at number seven. Why? What do you, oh, we can talk about yours, but were you expecting higher or lower? The Pelicans are not going to make the playoffs. No, I got him making the playoffs this year. I think At I think last seven? year. No way. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. have Brandon Again. Ingram. Yeah. Who is becoming a generational talent. Yes, they have the most overhyped player of all time, Zion Williamson. 
yes. yeah, I know, I know, I know your thoughts on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm really. No disrespect to Zion. I think he's a great player. I just feel as though the comparisons to him as quote unquote the next LeBron are yeah. completely blasphemous. I mean, when LeBron mm-hmm. came into the league, when LeBron was in high school, this man I could do everything, everything, yeah. everything. Make plays, shoot the ball. He had, he had already had so many moves in his arsenal. Um, you know, dunking, shooting, running, jumping, um, dribbling, passing, scoring, defending. Yeah. Not that Zion can't do all of that. However, he's not a primary ball handler. He's, mm-hmm. He doesn't really shoot that much. He's great at catching lobs and making dunks and making strong post plays. Right. But that taking a strong like inside post player and comparing him to LeBron James, in all aspects, oh, I don't think it's fair. Well, I agree. I, I, I 100% agree with that. He's not as polished as um, LeBron is, was coming out of, coming out of high school. Yeah. Um, but I don't want people to get confused hype with how he could be effective on the team. And I don't think they're asking him on the Pelicans to be the primary ball handler, considering they have... No, they don't need him to be. No. Yeah, they got they got Lonzo. Ingram becomes the primary ball handler when he's on the floor. Bledsoe. Um, Bledsoe. Yeah. Yeah, Bledsoe. Um, so, like, those three guys, I think, are enough that Zion just needs to become a consistent shooter, at least from the mid-range. I don't think he they, he they can have him depend on just that low block, you know, I'll get my own offensive rebound, be the quickest jumper to the ball type of thing. He's got yeah. to become a better shooter. He's got, he's like, that's 100%. But I think, I think... I see him making enough of a step up from his 27 or something games played last year that it'll end up making a difference on uh, the standing sheet that they can make into the bottom two. Yeah. Um, I see him being like a Carl Malone type player. Yeah. I mean, that is also high praise. Hopefully if that he, he would, he would be lucky if he got, he got no, to, you're right. got you're to right. that level. Um, um, 12 year old. It's just the body type. It's that body type. So it's the body type. Strong. Yeah. You know, and you know, don't get me wrong. Zion is a yeah, very, very skilled player. Yeah, very, uh, very. Skilled. I just don't. I don't think he's the second coming of basketball, Jesus Christ. No, that no. would be Anthony Davis. Um, we got yeah, we got to <laughs> tamper those expectations on Zion. Um, Anthony for the Davis, time being, until he Anthony. until he shows it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis from okay. the get go too. At get go too. I think people are people were calling him. You know, I saw a Bleacher Report thing. Um, I think I was from 2012 that had him as a top 10 NBA player in from five years. So like he had not played a game and they had already had him. Like that's how um, correct people were about Anthony Davis that he was going to be a superstar talent. Um, you know, what? and you know, actually that that's a great, right. I, yeah. I might be, I'm just going to, I'm just going to eat my words and maybe Zion will be the like craziest basketball player that we've seen in 10 years. I, and if that happens, uh, I will get Zion tattooed on the bottom of my foot. I guess Zion okay. W. There we go. So we Zion know. W. Period. Yeah. All right. And I'll get the I I'll think, get the Pelicans logo because that's where he started out. Oh my God. I will. I will say. I will say one thing. I will say one thing is that um, Anthony Davis coming out of college was known not for his offense but for his defense, and he was a defensive like stalwart. For that Kentucky championship team. Mm-hmm. Um, Zion, I think it's tougher 
to learn defensive tendencies and instinct than it is to figure out how to shoot the basketball. So that's one thing I'm a little bit concerned about the growth pattern is that if he's not already um, good at defense, it's tougher to become great. And it's still, it's, yeah, huh? Okay. No, you know what? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, 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 I don't know if I agree or if I disagree, but I, I, okay. I, I, I absolutely see what you're saying. That it's yeah, still, it's still, it's still early on. He's only played 20 games, so I don't know how good or great he might be on defense. I think yeah. just from what I can see, he kind of depends on the, the one big block, or, um, type <laughs> of thing. To, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I think, I think. If he shows a little bit uh, that he can he can be a little above average, I think his growth pattern will definitely um, skyrocket as a two way player. So yeah, yeah so I got the that, that was a lot of Pelican, that was a lot, yeah that was a lot of Pelican stock. I hope the New Orleans fans are uh, a little excited. No, uh, no, because if anything, no, because if anything, they're pissed. They're like, how dare you disrespect my Lord and Savior Zion? At least we gave him air time. Um, <laughs> wait okay so wait right. okay who did you have at number yeah. eight well uh this is kind of my this is kind of my spicy pick and i think the kings could make eight this year um wow yeah um wow oh it's right. i wholeheartedly disagree with that i watched the sacramento okay. kings play and i was like what the actual hell uh they that looks like a that looks like a like an AA like a like the bottom tier AAU team. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. And this is why. This is why. I think they have enough at guard and forward um that it really elevates. Third. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you don't regret so, taking over Luca. That was it, the oh. best decision we could have made. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it did they did get Divots fired, yep. But um but I think I think they don't need him to play a lot, and this is why I think Rashawn yeah, Holmes. Gonna get hurt if he does. Yeah, I think Rashawn Holmes <laughs> is um is turning into a really 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 good player. Like, okay, I, I, agree I with think that. I think um he was underutilized on the teams he was in. I think he was in uh, the Seventy Sixers. I'm not I'm not positive where he was before that, but um very underutilized. But when Embiid was out and he came on, um. He was a rebound guy. He was a defense first guy. Um, mm-hmm. And when he passed him the ball, he would really, he would really get, give you the great, good shots that you needed. Um, okay. So I think he can be solid. I think it, it, it's all based on the guard for them. And um, I think their bench took a real bump up when they drafted Tyrese Halliburton. Um, okay. He's re- he, I, I've like seeing this kid play. Um, he makes oh, yeah, the right passes. The- He's the he makes the right yeah. passes. He he plays he plays at a different pace. He's not going to score a lot, obviously, because they're not going to give him the minutes to like turn it up. Um, but I think having him off the bench, having healed, I don't know what um, Luke what? is going to do with Buddy Healed. Oh 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 oh! oh. He's yeah, yeah. very disgruntled and going to come off the bench. He's going to start most of the season. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I think as long as he's on the team, I think they got a shot. And, oh. and Harrison, it, it, it's coming down to it's coming down to like Harrison no, Barnes. See, Harrison, like Harrison, no, Barnes. Harrison Barnes is a bona fide scrub. Um, I've had that man on my team every year in fantasy, hoping that he would do well. Uh, he has not. He doesn't put up good fantasy numbers, and that man does not win games. I think I swear he's to been, God, he had like one one forty point fantasy game 
and I was like, wow, this is it. It was it, it, like been the off, he's been off to a solid start. Off to a solid Bonafide start. Bonafide scrub, Trez. I know, I know. I can, I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you that. Yeah, I agree with that. He the other thing too overpaid. about the Sacramento Kings is they don't take care of the ball. They, they, they have they're, yeah. they're, they're reminiscent That's of the Celtics in the amount of turnovers that they have per game. I mean, as long as De'Aaron Fox can can limit the turnovers, um, and I think with just having the step up with the amount of. Um, I think confidence that Luke Walton can have him this year. Sure. Uh, it's not I'm one hoping, person. Hope, it, yeah. It's not just De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Oh, no. It, it, just yeah, like yeah. it's not just Jason Tatum, who had five turnovers uh, just the other night, just by himself. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. Brilliant. <laughs> After shooting, not good. Not good percentage. All right. That's I don't, I'm just salt. I'm just salty because I just want to see them. You know, well. yeah. This makes sense. It's like if you love something, and you and you want the thing to do well, and and you put your heart and soul into that thing without actually having any real influence on that, and just kind of yeah. praying to the stars that something will change. But you wake up every day and nothing's and changed, and everything's same. the same. And you go to bed crying every single night. <laughs> Does anybody else do that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Into the we're talking to the wind right there. <laughs> anybody? <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, yeah. yeah, I want I want to hear yours. That's, that's spicy. Ah, yeah. uh, that's spicy. You know, and that's good. That is that's very spicy. I, I, I mean, it's the end. Of, it's the end of the ranking. I gotta, I gotta, you know, spice it up. I you can't know, just say it. I agree. Ah, you give me something to talk about. West, running through it real quick. Yeah. Number one, Lakers. Number yeah. two, Nuggets. Number yeah. three, Mavericks. I think they're gonna do pretty well. Um, I know that they have the Porzingis injury, but Luka Magic is indeed Luka Magic. Um. Mm-hmm. Number four, Clippers. I think they're going to hold on, and they're going to be a fine regular season team. I don't see – just because of the way that the NBA keeps like panning out and there's just so much talent, I don't see them really being any higher or lower than four. They might be lower, um, you know, because Paul George is – you know, I, I know he's doing his thing. I know he worked with his old trainer. Um, mm. It's just tough. And, again, like we were talking about Montrezl Harrell leaving and not paying their it's assets. Huge like that it's that's huge. big it's huge it's you big. know they still have i think Luke serge Will. ibaka i think serge ibaka could be good for them though i think oh serge is a great serge is for some for some reason serge is just one of my like all-time favorite nba players i just think he's got a great personality super uh, solid he's a good he's a good player i'd want him on my team um absolutely and i think he's just gotten better he's like a fine wine as time has gone on i think he's gotten better in different ways every single year yeah he's really you he's know? really adapted his game i know we had a conversation off podcast about um players adapting their game yeah uh like big men adapting their game he's one of them i know oh, he's one of them. i mean last year last year against the celtics he, he that dude rained threes down on us yeah and he yeah. made us pay for our our lackluster perimeter defense at a, uh, on a lot of occasions right um, and it's, okay yeah. so four is clippers five yeah. is jazz six is rockets seven is Suns. i believe in phoenix um i like their franchise a lot I think D book is finally, he's got, he's got like 12 different chips on his shoulders. He's like, finally, I'm going to take this to the next level. Plus the addition of Chris Paul. Um, <laughs> plus apparently getting rid of Kelly Oubre, who apparently is not good anymore. I really thought he was on the come up too. I really did. I thought Kelly Oubre was going to be like just the next. I think he, yeah, I think he is. It's just, it's just, it's not clicking for him right now with the, how the team is constructed. What shots can he take that are good? Like, right. it's just not, it just hasn't been good and when you him and wiggins Wiggle just Mo, feel like a weird fit it's a weird combo i agree with yeah. you um, yeah and number eight 
because I can't put any disrespect on Damian Lillard's head, I'm going to say the Blazers are going to squeak their way into the playoffs one more time. Okay. Him and CJ, I love watch. I just like sometimes if I'm just going to watch a random NBA game, I'll turn on a Portland game. Um, I think they're fun to watch. Like you said, Nurkic has not been off to a great start. Um, yeah, it's tough. But I traded for made, him, so I hope they, that was a bylaw. Yeah, I mean, they've made a lot of great acquisitions. I didn't know that um, Dennis Jones Jr. went to... Derek, Derek Jones Jr. Derek Jones, that's what I meant. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know that Derek Jones Jr. went to Portland. Um, yeah. They got Robert Covington as well. Um, yeah, both, both have been very, very subpar to start the season. No, but I think that they're good players. I think they are. I think they are too. Um, Roko's a great defensive and, like, you know, in certain situations, great offensive presence. Um, yeah. He's a solid he's a three. He's, he's a 3 and D guy. He's a 3 and D He's guy. a 3 and D, and he plays good defense. Same with, yeah. uh, same with Derek Jones. Derek Jones is the, I'll block your shot on one end, and uh, hopefully I can hit a three at the other. If not, then uh, I'll just keep I, blocking your shots at one end. <laughs> yeah, and, or I'll absolutely fly for some crazy dunks. That crazy man dunks, has, yeah. Okay, but I got to say, Aaron Gordon should have won last year's dunk contest. He should have won a, a couple dunk contests. Um, <laughs> he should be like a two or three time champ by this point. Zach Levine fans are like, what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there, there are Zach Levine fans? I heard that there were some rumors that like the Bulls are interested in Kemba. And as much as I love Kemba, he's a little bit of a defensive liability. So I was saying, oh, if we could get, you know, I don't know, maybe some Kobe White, maybe some uh, Laurie Markin in action. I feel like those would be good. Mm. Good. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, not. Yeah, no. I, I, I just, I would have loved, I, if I was picking a Kemba trade, I would have really, really wanted him to go to New Orleans and get back to your holiday. I think that was the only trade I'd probably do him for. I, I, I couldn't see a fit with whatever player comes back from the Bulls. Um, I don't think Kobe yeah. White is ready to, like, be the man on a playoff team. It's just not going to well, happen. Plus, plus, we have Peyton, plus, we have Peyton Pritchard, who is... Spicy PP. Uh, spicy PP. Oh, what is, is his it? name? No, no, no. Oh, oh fast, fa- fast PP, right? Fast PP. Oh, <laughs> yeah, fast, fast PP, or uh, Tatum calls him Eight Mile, and I like that one. What? Yo, I did not hear those, but that <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, Tatum calls him Eight Mile. <laughs> eight Mile. Yo, mom, spaghetti. Um. Okay. <laughs> well, Papa Top, Papa Doc. <laughs> I'm gonna keep making albums way after anybody wants to hear my music. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I don't deluxe. So. Yo, but have you heard Godzilla? Oh. Uh. <laughs> R.I.P. Juice World. Yeah. <laughs> hey, re- yeah, rest in peace, Juice World. I'm gonna. Um, you know what? I I can't. I'm not even gonna say anything because he he was very good for a long time. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. So. Yeah. Yes, take us home. It's time for Shreyas's Fact of the Week. Well, Max, um, <laughs> I was able to scour scour the the annexes of the internet and find out that um, <laughs> <It's a> dark web, <laughs> the dark, the dark, dark web. I found a lot of other things, but I found this as well. Um. <laughs> That some cats are actually allergic to people. Um, it's very really? uncommon because we bathe ourselves every day, or I hope that we bathe ourselves <laughs> every day, especially during quarantine. Um, but and most of the time we don't have just kind of hair and dead skin on us at all times. But um, it can be possible <laughs> in the case that 
uh, you do have dead skin and hair, you know. You're checking you. Wow. Yeah, but it's rare. So it does happen. It's very, yeah, it's very uncommon. But um, some cats can actually be allergic to that. So uh, don't cause wow. your cat's allergies. I don't know if they have cat Claritin. Um, cat Allegra. <laughs> but yeah. Is your cat sneezing every time you walk in the room? Get some Cat Allegra. Be sure to knock their allergies right out the park. This video is not sponsored by Cat Allegra. Okay. Well, Treyos, thank you to everybody listening. Thank you. Max, thank you. Uh, you're absolutely you're more than welcome. This has been fun. You been have fun. been listening to Amateur Hour, a sports podcast about professional sports by people who have never played professional sports. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace.